0: Did I tell you about the time I watched Quigley Down Under and then I shot my neighbor? You ever heard of that You ever heard that joke, the best, like the best way to listen to a woman is repeat the last word of everything they say and you never have to say anything? Oh, I went shopping. Shopping? Yeah, I was at Nordstrom's and I saw these socks. Socks? Yeah, I love socks. I need new socks. And she walked into my room and my eyes were open and she came and stuck her finger in my eye. Usually when someone looks in the mirror and it cracks, it means they're really ugly. I went inside and he's like, oh, that was probably one of the spirit Indians just playing a joke on you because you're white. Are you talking about the elephant in the room? Do you want s- some potatoes with your nose? I can spell hippopotamus, S-E-T-H. I feel like I a, have an eating disorder and I have for like three years. And every day my, my dog gets like seven pieces of cheese from everyone in the office. And he, he never says thank you.
1: Welcome to TWIM with Seth, Andy, and Ben. We're brothers and a cousin who discuss all the movies in wide release, starting with the top box office from last week, reviews of movies opening this week, and previews of the movies coming out next week. So the way we do it is last week, this week, next week. That's how we do it. We also won't spoil any of these movies without first giving you a warning. So today we're going to cover... New entries to the box office top 10 last week, starting from the bottom, that is Missing Link, the a- the animated or motion capture. Um, and then the movie called After, the romance novel, teen romance novel one. Hellboy, and then the movie Little, the comedy. Uh, which is a corollary to the Tom Hanks movie, Big. And then movies opening this week, there's three movies out in wide release. Uh, first is The Curse of La Yorona. Llor- La Yorona.
0: That means The Crier. No, The Weeper. The Weeping Lady. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But The Crier is kind of like The Weeper. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> Uh, and then the movie, the you know, like the Christian movie uh, breakthrough, and then Disney Nature Penguins, which is kind of like a documentary. And then next week, next uh, this this Friday is the biggest movie of our lives, most likely. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, could are you serious? Well, well it could be could be the biggest box office hit of our ever could be
2: i wonder if we're gonna think that was just
1: marketing after we see it maybe because i just i heard this uh today they spent over two hundred thousand dollars on marketing alone and for a lot of movies that's the that's more than their whole budget for the movie
0: what does that tell you
1: well okay let, let me quiz you guys do you know what the highest grossing movie of all time is? titanic yeah i would guess yeah. titanic yeah titanic do you know what the number two movie is yes avatar yeah both james cameron movies okay do you know what the number three mary poppins no mary <laughs> poppins Do you know, Ben? Um, Men in Black. Star Wars The Force Awakens. Two billion dollars worldwide. Oh, wow. So those are the only... that
2: That I agree with. That was a good. Okay, movie. so
1: okay, what is the fourth movie? The only other movie to ever hit two billion dollars worldwide. Mm, the Notebook. Avengers: Infinity War. Really? Yeah. So Avengers: Infinity War, oh. the prequel to the movie coming out next week, is um, the yeah the fourth highest grossing movie of all time, and all everything indicates that Avengers: Endgame is going to outperform it at the box office. Ben, did you have to wait in line to get tickets? Because I had to wait forty minutes. Well, I've been app.
2: planning on going to see it with my sister in law and my. Brother Mm brother-in-law we were talking about it weeks but like in the weeks leading up to it but the morning um i was driving to work and on the radio they said oh pre-order for um you know, Avengers starts now, and people are already reporting. Yeah, it theater broke sold out. The
1: internet, yeah,
2: yeah. So I hurried in, we heard, and booked tickets, and then I texted you guys and said, "Hey, you need to get your tickets
0: for opening night." Yeah,
1: I am glad you did because I wouldn't have been able to get tickets for Thursday,
0: and then our fans would have been really upset. Yeah,
1: it would have been a riot by our fans. Can you imagine?
2: <laughs> well, don't you think that's a movie maker's dream to get everyone thinking this is going to be the year of the, the movie, of their life, and they all have to see it? Like just the yeah. just that um, hype. That's amazing. Yeah, well, there's
1: a good chance that it'll be... It could be a dud, though, too. There's there's a lot of secrecy about it. Uh, Marvel has not released any information about upcoming movies. The only upcoming movie in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we even know about is the Spider-Man movie, but that's because Spider-Man is owned by Sony, and Marvel doesn't really have total control over that one. But we don't have any information about other Marvel characters because they don't want to spoil Avengers Endgame. So anyway, I think it's exciting. Uh, this movie is just... It, 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 there's a good chance it'll be biggest movie of all time. Definitely the biggest movie of the year. Uh, uh, no question about that.
2: I don't know. I think saying that is setting yourself self up for a disappointment when you see it. Well, I have nothing invested in it, but it just, I, well, I do, mean, don't you feel like you enjoy movies more when you have low expectations?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: But uh, I think the thing
1: they did, the brilliant strategy they used is they, they split the, the Avengers finale into two movies and it left on a cliffhanger with half the characters
2: dead. Yeah, that was that was really cool.
1: And so I think this next movie is going to outperform Infinity War, unless it's a dud. We'll see what the word of mouth does. But the first weekend is completely sold out. I mean, they're going to make as much money as it is possible for a movie to make the first weekend because there's just nowhere else. There's there's no other way to... There's no tickets left anywhere. Are there really not? Well, I don't know. When I looked, I couldn't find any. You, I mean, there's probably some front row seats somewhere, but... You mean after you got yours, you're looking more recently? Yeah, cuz Mika cuz my daughter wanted to go. She can use one of mine. We got a review I want to read online on on our iTunes. Okay? Oh, for our podcast, for our podcast from Jamie Johnson, 5 stars. But here what she says, working at my desk office, this is a fun podcast to listen to so I can get ready for my weekend movie night. They are three men and I am a woman. So the viewpoint is what it is, an opinion for men, but it is surprisingly enjoyable. (laughs) And uh, that has been kind of a common feedback theme from all the women. Like, you know what it is? I think it's my joking about boobs in that one episode. I don't think any women appreciated that.
3: Yeah. Maybe
1: it just
0: hits too close to home. Uh, no, it's just... I,
1: it would kill in the locker room, though. If I was in a locker <laughs> room, that would kill. <laughs> but my mother-in-law was like, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. So I was like, uh, "Um, what? You have? <laughs> like, which episodes? <laughs> and I was like, oh, so you heard my jokes about boobs? She's like, yeah, that, that doesn't reflect who you really are. <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> so <she> said that. <laughs> yeah, so it was like kind of this guilt trip thing. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's how I am, you know, with the guys. But that, like, Karen does not like me joking about boobs because to me i'm just joking about boobs but to her it's like makes her i don't know i'm checking out but i'm not checking out other emma well, anyway i don't know
0: <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> just
1: let's, let's move on avoid the- this <laughs> let's avoid this trap <laughs> you, you so, almost uh, every time you fall into that trap every time <laughs> so, Jamie Johnson, thanks for giving us a five-star review, even though it feels like you don't like our... Well, We need to get a woman on the show. We're speculating. Where's yeah, she needs yeah, to come I'm, on. I am speculating a little bit. Okay, um, but I won't make boob jokes anymore. I'm done. I got that out of my system. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: <laughs> okay, should we move on to the actual show now?
3: Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay, so let's start with new to the top box office, the top 10 last week, starting with the animated or motion capture movie called Missing
2: Link. I offer you a glimpse of a legendary creature, lost
0: in time, neither ape nor man, but a giant. He's had many names. Actually,
3: I go by Susan. Su- Susan. Yeah, Susan. That is a girl's name. Yes, that's correct. It suits you. <laughs>
1: I just played a clip from the movie for Missing Link. It's 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, starring the voices of some big people, Zach Galifianakis, um... Uh, the guy that plays Wolverine, Robert, Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman. And then who's the woman's voice? I can't remember
2: the voice of the woman. Isn't it Zoe? Is it Saldana? She's in guardians of the galaxy. Oh, she's that's the right. Blue robot. Yeah. Um, she's an avatar. Not robot. Yeah. She's an avatar. Yeah. No, she's not. Um, she, she's oh, who, no, she, no, she's green. What color is she? She's uh, Thanos's daughter. Yeah. One of the two, right? She's, she's green the, with red hair in Guardians so, of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. And and she was an avatar. She was the Yep. Um I, what, who was I thinking of? Yeah, it is Zoe Saldana. That's right. Okay. Uh, so we did a, a mini review last week. Um and it sounds good. I have not caught up with it. Anything else, Ben, about it? You're
2: the only one that saw it. My kids saw it. They they saw it, uh two nights ago. They loved it. They were like quoting a bunch of lines from the movie. I knew oh, they really? would really like it. Yeah, it didn't yeah. it didn't um I don't think it did really well in the th- theaters seems like it didn't make that much money six million dollars over the weekend it was i i really enjoyed it like this is one i would buy and we would just put it on on sunday afternoons it was really funny hmm. yeah looks good i'm gonna catch up with it i just haven't yet okay and that yeah, is it, missing it, you know, link. take your kids yeah i will
1: okay the the next movie um to join the top 10 box office last week at number eight is the movie called after
3: call and text
2: Every day mom, it's college. It's not a survival course. It'll be fine Truth or dare? Okay, truth. Are you a virgin? <laughs> I'll do dare
0: I dare you to make out with Harden.
1: I'm done playing this game.
0: Oh, I like this girl
3: Deep question.
1: Who is Hardin Scott? I think that it's better if we keep our distance. I just played a clip from the what movie called After. Place? It's twenty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. We did a deep dive, spoiler review of this movie last week in episode twenty. Um, and what I it was at fourteen percent, I think, before, and that's that was my rating. Um, it has a pretty good twist, but it's. Takes over an hour to get interesting, so probably not worth seeing, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's just like the first few months—a picture of the first few months of like typical um, college romance. College romances, like like a freshman experience. Yeah. yeah, it kind of is nauseating how much they kiss. Yeah, they, the
1: makeout <laughs> scenes are—they're—they're they're very steamy for PG thirteen, um, but too much. Like they didn't have any chemistry, and so they just showed them kissing all the time. I mean, you know uh, when there's
0: you know when there's a little restraint and you have to kind of wait for it, wait for it? This was just like every second, so yeah. f- eventually <laughs> you just kind of got sick of it. Yeah.
1: Ben, did you ever see this one? No. I do want to see that lead girl. I can't remember her name, but I thought she was good. The um,
0: main character?
1: Yeah, the main character. Okay, and that is after. Yeah, you guys talked join... about how bad it was last week. Yeah, it wasn't very good. The, well, the next to movie to, to join the top 10 box office last week was Hellboy.
3: New Eden will emerge. Okay, I'd appreciate a prophecy with more relatable stakes. Haven't we got to be saving the world or something? Yeah,
0: okay, come on. Let's get your game face on.
1: Yeah, come on, let's do it. At number three in its opening weekend, it was projected to be number one, but the, the negative reviews had it at number three. I just played a clip from the trailer for Hellboy. It's at 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, number three in its opening weekend. This is a huge disappointment for the studio and for this yeah. franchise. Was do it? do yeah, you agree with that?
2: Of, How would, remind me what you no. would rate this one, Seth. Oh, I because agreed with the, critic the audience score, was score was which was 60 on Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience score was 62 Yeah, I was with the audience. Same. And I think 62% is a little low, too. I I would have put it in the 70s. Yeah,
1: it was was very well done. Um, Right. Yeah, I mean, the story was kind of messy, but it
2: didn't deserve 15%. I don't understand that at all. Right. And these are the same people who thought Super Broly was in the '90s, which uh, yeah, potentially, yeah, yeah. Uh, but
1: I do think the only reason it's being scored low is because it's being compared to the previous Hellboy movies, which are beloved and and they're just old enough to be kind of classic-y, you know? They're over yeah, 10 like years nostalgic. Old. Yeah, nostalgic. Yeah, that's a better word. So because it didn't
2: deserve the, that that rating. Um, it was it was really w- well done. Yeah, um, I expected it the score to rise a lot this week, but. Just surprised it didn't. I I,
1: re- I even liked the Hellboy character. I liked his petulance. I liked his you know the way he had a heart of gold and always trying to de-escalate in all the conflicts, but it was kind of forced into him. I loved the King Arthur legend that went along with it. I'm not sure if that's like part of the comics or not, but I really enjoyed it. Okay, then that is Hellboy. Anything else on Hellboy? Uh, The next movie to enter the top 10 box office from last weekend is called Little.
0: Think you're the boss of me? Say one more thing. I dare you. You're too fat
1: for that skirt. Okay, see. I've been looking at you like a little girl, but you're a grown-ass woman. We have a BMW situation. Black mama whooping. I told you not to test me.
3: Yes! Start spanking your kids.
1: me or my mama. I just played a clip from the trailer for Little It's 46% on Rotten Tomatoes We did a d- deep dive spoiler review last week I think it was the last week or the week before Yeah, last, last week. week Yeah, last week And um, it's called Little because it is uh, corollary to the Tom Hanks classic called Big So it's Big and Little So it's just like the opposite premise I really enjoyed it It's uh, I can't believe it's only 46% on Rotten Tomatoes but That's what I was thinking I loved it, actually I, I think it was the best movie I saw in the last two weeks or so Really? Yeah, yeah, definitely Um, now that I think about it uh, probably in the last three weeks it's the best one I've seen
0: I still I thought that the actress was really good yeah the one that has the short hair that's kind of sidekick of the main the main character Um, the one with
1: the really bright white smile smile. she's in uh,
0: that TV show on HBO called Insecure Insecure yeah Issa Rae she's good she's great yeah
2: Okay, and anything to add, Ben? No, we talked a lot about it last week.
1: Yeah, yeah, we already talked about it. We don't want to feed a fed horse. <laughs>
0: we don't oh. want to bring home the bagels. <laughs> okay, and that is
1: Little, and that's all of the movies. Those four are the only movies that entered the top ten box office last week. Hey, but
2: so wait, Seth, to... I'm showing Best of Enemies was in the top ten. Am I looking at Yeah, the... but that's been out two weeks. Okay. Did, did you guys see it? Do you want to talk about it? <sighs> Uh, oh you caught up on it didn't you you saw it right Ben yeah I saw it
1: yeah I never caught up on it and I don't think Andy did either I've heard it's really good though but if you saw it do you want to give us a which one the best of enemies it's the one
0: oh yeah it's
1: about the the leader of the Ku Klux Klan and then
0: the civil rights activist woman the black lady and they have a kid together (laughs) almost
2: (laughs) almost had a kid i'm pretty sure that's what
0: happens yeah no
2: it was good it was decent the the critic score was 52 percent the audience score was 77 and i would rate it somewhere right in between you know it's it delivered exactly what the preview you know portrayed the preview looked good yeah so. it was good and i was thinking towards the end like you know the whole premise is he's a he's a leader of a clan like kkk of his like little district mm-hmm. and throughout this experience of uh, like a school burns down and the, there are these, the, the, they had segregation, the school, the black kids went to burn down. And so they were debating, you know, do we have to integrate them into the white school? How do we do this? And so there was like this weeks long community debate and the leader of the KKK and this civil rights activist woman who's black. Um, They're each like chairs on this committee. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, throughout the movie, they're just, um, they spend a lot of time together, gain a mutual respect. And then, and then towards the end, he, he kind of decides that he, what he's been doing is wrong. And he shouldn't be discriminating. And but right towards the end, like you can see where he's about to like announce he changed his mind. And this is uh-huh. this is in the preview too. To the he clan. said something like, "Now if I don't if I don't believe that white are better than blacks, then I have a problem." He said, "You know." Yeah. So this is all yeah. in the preview. There are no spoilers. I was thinking, you know what? Like the only thing that makes this movie palatable is that you know he's going to you know move away from being in the in this clan and like improve himself. But I seen mm-hmm. if this were an actual history where, or if it was the story was, he's like, no. I'm racist. I hate you guys. Like there's no way this could be a movie. So you you go in knowing it's going to have like a sunny ending. So it's kind of like green book. It's just the story of a white
1: man overcoming his racism.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, that's a brief way to put it. Um, there was a lot of the N word, like, just too much. And, like, the whole—I the I, I said before, the whole racism thing just brings me down. So I was—I wasn't excited to be exposed to that. Because even though though you know it's, like, that you just—I just hate hearing that stuff. Even if it's in a movie and in context for what they're trying to portray. It's just—I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if black audiences like this movie. Jeez. Because
1: um, yeah, I, I, I remember Green Book got a lot of criticism. And it's almost sometimes these movies that are about a white man um, overcoming racism, I guess. I, I hope I'm not being dismissive of the I premise. Think, but.
2: I think the, some of the criticism for Green Book was because the white guy was the main character. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like it was, it was a movie made to um, placate you know, white guilt. It
2: wasn't necessarily aimed at a black audience or showing how great this black man was maybe right. yeah, I, know yeah. I, I, mean, I know what you mean It. yeah, yeah so I, I, I if, guess so I mean, Best I Best of Enemies is that way too because I didn't feel like that watching it but you know everyone in the world has different perspectives and different reasons and so you hear these different ideas and sometimes I'm like holy cow yeah that's a totally valid perception and then sometimes I feel like I don't know I feel like you just have an axe to grind and this was an easy target yeah maybe I mean I
1: don't despite the fact that I, I mean I think that is a good thing happening in in hollywood if there's a lot of movies aimed at white people showing showing a white person overcoming their racism right i think that's a net positive um, oh i totally agree and you know
2: what in 15 20 years or so there are going to be these same types of movies about homophobic people overcoming that i feel like there already are i mean even green book was kind of that way maybe but i mean this this topic is so despised the the racism is it's it's easy like no one's going to go back there and defend it really you know yeah yeah yeah. so i i don't think we're at that point yet with you know gay rights and acceptance so i think there will be movies like
1: no green book did touch on it Green Book touched on it. It's getting there. Yeah. Okay. So that is thanks for seeing that, Ben. That's a good summary. I want to catch up with that because I've heard it's really good from family.
2: Yeah, I think okay.
1: that's I think that's a good date movie. Okay. So moving on to movies opening this week, there's three. Uh, starting with The Curse of La Llorona. Can I ask you a question, Father?
3: Do you know anything about La Llorona? The weeping woman. It was a folk town.
1: I just played a clip from The Curse of La Llorona. It's 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. La Llorona, uh, according to Google Translate, means weeping. In the movie, she it, they translated it to say weeping woman. Yeah. And um, we Andy and I both saw this. We had a lot of fun. It's a horror movie. Um, Andy yelped out in fear a couple of times. <laughs> I did. I right really night. did. Was <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I thought it was really fun. I mean, I was really freaked out. My heart, I kept my Apple Watch heart rate going, and I was checking it, yeah, like every ten seconds. And after the jump scares, they were getting me pretty bad. There were a lot of jump scares, and my heart rate kept yeah. like spiking.
2: There were a lot of jump scares, and then there were a lot of scenes where you thought there would be a jump scare, but there wasn't. We're like yeah, that almost makes oh, really it was smart. oh. I do not do well in scary movies, but there's like a scene where they open up this door into a closet and it's just pitch black in the closet. And you're like, what's yeah. in there And the camera just slowly approaches the closet and gets closer and closer and goes inside in Go any moment. You're thinking something's going to jump out. Something's going to jump out, yeah. but then there's nothing. But I mean, there were a lot of scenes like that where you, there's something there and the camera, just really slowly. Pitch, it just like, drives moves me crazy. watching a character walk
1: into a dark room is so creepy i know because it happened in pet seminary too i'm like just turn on a light or grab a flashlight like i have a flashlight on my phone just like every modern human being so if there's (laughs) somewhere dark i just turn on my
2: flashlight and it it drives me nuts that in the movies they're not doing that because it's It's scaring me. I know. Every time they're like, I'm going to go poke around in this dark, scary basement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not only do they not do it, it's so unrealistic. You would never not turn on the light if you had a
2: light Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But this movie was, it was scary. And it was scary to the point where like, I know they're going to jump out and scare me and like had to cover my eyes a bit. But I felt like it was not as intense as Pet Cemetery or as scary. Um, Yeah, I think I
1: agree with you. Uh, I, I don't know I felt like they were both really scary this one had a more focused plot narrative like it felt almost intimate like it didn't go all over the place it was just right. really focused like a laser on this one this one legend
2: of the curse yeah so, it did d- make it did keep to that story pretty well
0: in that movie did was there ever a point where you felt you started feeling safe Cause I never felt safe until a certain point in the movie oh
1: yeah yeah absolutely Right. Yeah i i I visibly felt calmed down once she met the medicine man. And he was a man.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> because yeah. it was a man. I and she are was single, pointing out my sexism. She or? was a single woman. Well, honestly, she needed the man. <laughs> are you? To save I her. can't
2: tell if you're joking or not. I didn't well, feel that. I think that he's way. teasing me about but it. But he was I, like, well, he built himself as like this guy who's going to make the. Bad spirits go away. Okay, let's summarize the premise and then we can talk about
1: details and then spoil if we have anything to spoil. I'm
0: halfway serious though because. Yeah, no, no, no. I
1: agree with you. I just. We'll talk about it. Okay, so since you brought it up. I honestly if it was a medicine woman, I would have felt just as relieved. Just somebody who was like Are you I, sure? I know what this you you this weeping woman is. I know all about her. I have all these like potions and ways to deal with it. Right. I'm he has this toolkit. Like, it could have been a woman. It was just somebody that was like a professional. It's like right. so it's not because he was a man, it's just because he was like he was like this informed professional that could take care of the spirit. Or at least appeared to But they know. were missing right.
0: a man in the house.
1: <laughs> that I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean I, I wonder. I wonder if part of it was that he was a
2: man um
0: yeah so i'm you, you well might she be. was
2: she was vulnerable it was just her and the kids but yeah. i didn't because, see it as like she needed a man around i didn't, I didn't well, feel like that at all i know I but even I saw, in the
1: movie though she she was like hey who's there my husband's a cop Oh, yeah. When he gets home, you know. And, He's going to be and, home anyway. She, she was bluffing and she was relying on this imaginary man because her husband was dead. Um, so there there was definitely, you could feel the lack of a man in the household.
0: And who was the other figure that helped her? It was a man, the priest. The priest, man. yeah. And I, I just kept seeing that connection because, you know, the, the religion we grew up in, it's always like. Sexist. Well, <laughs> that's not what I was going to say. I'm not try, <laughs> t- trying to talk bad about it. But, you know, like the mom doesn't give the blessing. It's the dad that gives the blessing. Yeah, yeah. There's so,
1: a clear division of authority and, between men and women, and it
0: felt very com- comfortable to me because that's the way I was raised. Oh, because like, yeah.
2: he was a priest or had been a priest,
0: and he was he was the one that was was guiding this family through this evil spirit. I don't know. Yeah,
1: and I mean, I was I was explicitly taught the patriarchal order as a kid. Yeah, which is basically like, well, I don't want to get into it, I guess, but
0: <laughs> yeah, I, a lot of things. That is a good point. A lot of things that you learn. Like the, the etiquette of what's quotations right and wrong in the world. And then it, it sometimes makes you feel embarrassed about some of the ways you were raised. Whether doesn't necessarily mean that you believe it's wrong or right the way you were raised. But because of the way the world tells you what's right or wrong, sometimes you feel embarrassed. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. Because as kids, you're taught what to believe. And then later you kind of, well, some people like kind of decide to learn the stuff on their own and they come to different conclusions. Yeah it's i think that's what you're saying right
3: yeah
0: or just the idea that yeah I and mean, maybe this is a topic for a different conversation but one of the most i mean you know what we were just talking about but one of the scariest dreams i ever had was when this hooded woman walked into my room and i and and it was creepy because she i think she was like hooded with like a white the woman the, the, the crazy spirit in this was it la llorona was well, that was, your dream well we la had a long hallway on unfi- an unfinished basement and she walked into my room and my eyes were open and she came and stuck her finger in my eye, but it was so real and the person that helped me through this was my mom hmm. like she's the one that like talked about evil dreams that she used to have and she was like my medicine woman <laughs> like comparing it to this movie like i i we got we developed theory of what i would do at night so i wouldn't have the nightmares i'd listen to these happy books and hmm. with powerful like people in it that were like you know righteous people and it would cast away the evil
1: so okay so i just want to summarize the premise basically it's a legend of this woman who <laughs> found her husband with another woman, found her husband cheating,
0: and... See, it's all sparked by a man. Yeah, and and, and, and <laughs> well, so she
1: wanted to retaliate against him, and the way she did that was by taking away the only thing he truly cared about, which was their two kids. So she drowned her two kids, and then, I don't know, went to purgatory and s- spent her life as a spirit. as a demon. Weeping right. over her. That was she her punishment. immediately regretted killing her kids and she's seeking out other kids to replace for her own basically yeah so the legend
2: is when kids don't behave la La Rona will come and steal them away yeah so they have to behave it's kind of like the opposite of santa claus
1: you see her immediately in the beginning of the movie appears to have a couple rules with her as a character for example um you can't really see her dead on if you look directly at her, but you can see her through a reflection uh, yeah. or through some kind of like, but if, but if there's nothing in the way, like if you're looking at her directly, you cannot see her.
2: And right, she, through that clear umbrella, you can, the kid can see her, but also sometimes right. in mirrors, it would crack the mirror. I, I yeah. didn't quite understand. And sometimes she, she looked she at herself walk, in the mirror, it would. I so she cracked she couldn't really walk through doors or anything so you could like keep your house secure and she'd stay out but also she walked through a fence once what what why do you say she couldn't walk through doors well like if you locked the house really well she couldn't get in okay i, I felt like she always got got in well like but she'd have she couldn't like walk through walls she would have to open the doors or windows or something
1: Oh, Okay.
0: Yeah. Usually, when it, when when someone so, looks in a mi- mirror, I, I was tr- I was
2: trying to figure out how she worked because there was a moment where, like in the, the first time you see her, she walked through a fence to grab that kid's arm. Okay. I and didn't then later that. she couldn't really walk through anything, so I, w- I wasn't really clear on how she worked.
0: Yeah, because sometimes they'd shut the door on her and she couldn't come through. Right. Only when he <laughs> no. used that that magic bark. I think there were some other times when they were. Oh, really? Okay. Remember when they even shut the the ceiling and the roof and she? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like odd. She could get through sometimes. So it wasn't
1: clear whether she could go through walls right it wasn't but, clear to me yeah and she was associated with water um, mainly I think because she drowned her kids but um, and her tears but she, whenever she appeared there was like dripping water or a puddle around yeah her tears you're right and it, maybe it was her tears and then she had this this toxic skin and her go-to move would be to grab somebody's arm and it would like start burning them and steaming like cigarette and, burns me. yeah and it would create like this this um, only
0: where her fingertips
1: right yeah uh, you were like, saying something else, Andy.
0: Oh, I just was gonna just let you guys know that usually when someone looks in the mirror and it cracks, it means they're really ugly. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was stupid. Yeah,
1: I don't want to spoil it, but there was. I thought it was really interesting at the very end when she was looking in the mirror. Oh, I don't, um, I don't
0: remember that part.
1: Okay, I don't want to talk about it because maybe it's a spoiler. I don't. Know. It doesn't
2: feel like one, but um, I, I don't know that there were spoilers in this. You just know not, the scary really. ladies. Witch ladies like trying to chase kids around the house. Yeah.
0: There was a silver bullet that kind of was the, the spoiler, the, a silver bullet tool, force field tool, the tree. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. There was, there was a lot of Catholic
2: symbolism and themes. Right. Um, didn't it feel like a Spanish movie, but not in Spanish? A lot of it was in Spanish actually. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah there there a was lot of things, a lot in Spanish, but it like like felt all to me like it was a Spanish and... movie. They decided, Hey, let's make this for the American market. And we'll just have – we'll just speak mostly English because it was – I feel like if I really understood Catholicism, I would understand like the candles and the, um, all the other stuff. Yeah. They yeah, there might
1: be a lot of stuff we missed because we are not super into right. Catholic sim- symbolism.
2: Yeah. There, there were a lot of things I felt like it, it was new to me. And had I been familiar with these rituals and these beliefs or, you know, the, the trinkets, the necklaces, I didn't know if the necklace itself had significance because well, it like, symbolized something in their religion.
1: Yeah, that's true. I didn't understand that necklace.
0: Well, I guess what I'm getting at is I I don't know if it's related to even the African slaves that came from but they would there there was macumba in Brazil like they'd sacrifice a chicken and put it in a bowl to keep the spirits away or they'd start playing the drums like boom 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 and one of the missionaries said okay this is when the spirits come out of the oh. of the and so it was this really like Anyway, so you, I, I think there's something in that culture mixed with... Anyway.
1: Okay, Macumba is... I didn't know this, Andy, even though I lived in Brazil for two years. A black religious cult practiced in Brazil using sorcery, ritual dance, and fetishes. I don't I don't remember encountering
0: Macumba. Oh, yeah. I, it's probably because okay. you were in the South, maybe. I don't maybe,
1: know. Maybe, yeah, because I was in the South. You were in Sao Paulo.
0: And then Santeria. I don't practice Santeria. It's kind it's, of a same version, in and uh, it's kind of a similar... Anyway.
2: You know that... That reminds me, I this was a long time ago. I was <laughs> so, so dumb. I was going to, on a business trip to... Oh, yeah, Louisiana. Louisiana. Um, it's going to Louisiana. New, Orleans. New Orleans, Orleans
0: has a lot of... That has Santeria, and it's okay. very similar. And yeah, so... Yeah. Person said,
2: Oh, you're going to New Orleans? Don't mess around with the voodoo. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's funny. I looked up Santeria and the first entry
1: is what is the difference between Voodoo and Santeria That's funny. And
0: I I guess the thing that we had that was kind of like that is Bloody Mary. Yeah. Like don't say Bloody Mary three times in I remember dark.
2: Ouija boards too. Those were
0: yeah. pretty popular. Andy, we
2: up. did the Bloody Mary thing when we were kids in the bathroom, the upstairs bathroom. And it, it was didn't like work. You, What you do is you like, I think you hold a candle, say Bloody Mary three times and turn around around and blow it out or something like it was it was really creepy when we did it, but nothing happened. But it's I was so curious cuz I was trying to figure out if is magic real is like is there any truth to any of
0: these <laughs> things you hear I I was in this and and I I mean the last thing cuz well I was in this small town where there had been uh, there where there were you know the settlers had kind of taken over an in Indian land and there was a tribal like land there and the guy that I was working with is an artist and he used to tell me that when he got a studio it had been built by the pioneers in Utah and it used to be a dance hall but then it was abandoned and when he took it over as his art studio, he had to cast out all the spirits that were kind of like congregating there. And then one time I was walking on this dark road in that s- town and my dog just got freaked out. And I, and I, it freaked me out because dogs can like see things sometimes in the dark. And I went, <laughs> in- you're worried that they can. So it freaks you out. You're like, what are you looking at? Well, I went are you in, at? I went inside and he's like, Oh, that was probably one of the spirit Indians just playing a joke on you. Cause you're white. <laughs> and I started getting shivers all over my body. <laughs> oh, I my couldn't gosh. look out the window. I'll bet that was his favorite joke he's ever done no he believes it though like anyway so
1: yeah I mean you don't we don't know I, I don't mean to like get all scary or voodoo or spooky or anything but we don't know what we don't know you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, um I mean, as much as we can use a scientific method and try and explore things, there's just a vast amount of things that are probably real that we don't know about, and maybe religion touches on a lot of that. like I feel like you know once we get to breakthrough, maybe we can talk about this a little more because it's very religious, but um, my son rocky was he got really sick like three months ago, and he was having hallucinations. And it was freaking me and Karen out because he'd be like, there's people right there. We're like, what, what, where, where are they? And he's like, right there. Like he, and he would like, it was spooking us out so bad. I, I mean, he, he's too young too, for me to really get like, but yeah, he was dead. Like he never, he would never go back on it. And he was like, oh no, there's people standing right there. What are they doing? Oh, they're just doing the, Like, what do they look like? He would answer our questions and he was just dead serious. He had a really high fever at the time, but it was just kind of like, okay, is this
0: real or is yeah, it? Yeah, that's Obviously scary.
1: it's a hallucination, but is there something, you know, I, I mean, cause there can be
0: things that we can't sense. And... and the more, I mean, your dad was really big into the book, Visions of Glory, that Mormon. I like that book too, and, actually. Well, I'm not saying I don't like it, but there was a certain point in the book where it started the freaking me out. Because I started it was like everything you did, there was like a like if you defiled a couch with a woman that you weren't married to, like the leather what? would like speak to you from the spirit of the I leather. don't remember that from the book. What would oh, speak yeah. to you? The weather? Like the leather. The, if the oh. leather was like alive and could remember. Um and it also talked about like spirits being around like like when a when a guy would sneak off to his computer and look at porn, all these like <laughs> spirits would come out of his head like try to get into his head that were oh. around him. Hmm and it was just so creepy i could i couldn't like think cuz i was I, thinking about all these spirits like watching everything yeah, i did
1: <laughs> i vaguely
2: remember that
0: what well, it, it huh. scared the
2: i now And people believe that that? is that a was that a that's not a fiction book right that's like no no it's it's it's, that's um, that's the one people were like buying into and buying tents mm -hmm. and stuff for
1: Uh, it's one of them it wasn't quite and yeah I bought
2: into it too Ben but
1: I I kind of now in retrospect feel like it was it's mostly just made up BS
0: I'm not mocking it I just what I'm saying is it was like a a brain overload sometimes a lot of crap (laughs) sometimes I just have to say okay I can't see anyone in this room I'm not gonna I'm just gonna be here with myself i can't imagine who's being here with me or freak me out you know ben
1: i i mean you say it's a load of crap ben and it might be but but it might not be I, all i know is that i don't know anything like the older i get the less conviction i have about anything
2: yeah i know i know what you mean there um but there's something andy's talking about it, it reminds me of this book i I read a long time ago and I tried to get other people to read it, but it's not really exciting. It, it's a book about science called, um, a demon haunted world. Like, uh, Carl Sagan wrote it. And it talks about these different, um, beliefs and myths people have had like over the centuries like you know long long time ago it talks about how we use science and um, methodical thinking and how we can you know determine truth from fiction and some of these things you're talking about there's there's something just in our brains um, we're not inherently logical people we are you know we're our minds and our ideas are really influenced by things that are irrational or fears you know like yeah. scary sounds in the
1: dark so we're inherently visceral and illogical Logical.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, as much as you try to be logical and rational, everyone, th- everybody thinks that they are logical and rational, but we really aren't. Like, you can try, you can be aware of it, but that's a book that really... I mean, for me, it cleared up a lot of the things. I want to read it. In my mind. Um, Because,
1: Ben, I actually purposely ignore logic a lot of times. A lot of times I say, I know I can trust my gut. I don't know, like, rationally. I don't know if it makes any sense at all. But I just have a feeling and I'm going to go with it.
2: Yeah, but that's not wrong because there are things you know intuitively that you can't you can't verbalize why but there are reasons like like let's say you have a conversation with somebody and you between your conversation you exchange 150 words each back and forth and you know in human language there are pauses there are there are words you use to illustrate concepts but mm-hmm you can leave a conversation feeling like that wasn't, something was weird about that and you can't put your finger on it. But there's something about pattern recognition and there there are subtle things that are like emotional exchanges that you can pick up on where like you may have a bad feeling about someone, but you can't put your finger on it. So I don't think it's rational to wholesale dismiss when someone says, oh, I'm following my gut because the way our minds work, we can Pick up on things subconsciously that we can't verbalize that help us make our decisions. Right.
0: I, yeah, I agree.
1: And and I think listening to intuition is a skill, and it's a, I, in my opinion, more valuable than um, than trying to reason all your decisions.
0: I yeah. I do like the idea of the idea of kind of the way I was raised. Like I don't know if it's doctrine, but that there's like good spirits and bad spirits surrounding us, and I, but sometimes we only think about the bad ones. I like the idea that there's some like good spirits who that some people have introduced to my well, ideas well that's a
2: that's one way to look at the world you know everyone has their own ideas yeah. about what reality is and I believe that the closer our beliefs are to actual reality the better off we will be and so striving towards that I think is beneficial for everybody
1: but there's still always going to be a cult um, Ben and there's going to be things that the scientific method cannot prove or disprove Um, so there's there's always going to be things that are I think I lost you again can you hear us Ben
0: I think someone's trying to not to get us to not be able to do this conversation oh
1: yes (laughs) a spirit is interfering with our connection it doesn't want to talk about
0: it, as funny as we are joking about this, I, I really am starting to feel a little bit like <laughs> it creeps you out a little creepy, bit. <laughs> yeah, what happened to him? He's been struck down.
2: Okay, I don't know what happened there. My the phone I have been using just just isn't cooperating, so I'm going to swap. We
0: know what that. happened. Voodoo.
1: Yeah, we yeah, totally know what happened. Uh, what happened? a spirit interfered in with our connection. connection.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Of course. And um. Don't you think that. <laughs> 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 Did we kind of got on a tangent but was there anything about this movie that we wanted to finish talking about or I kind of love the tangents but anything yeah,
1: but it can make the podcast too long Um, so let me let me just say a couple things the the lead character the, the actress her name is Linda Cardellini she has some other prominent roles she's in Avenger as Hawkeye's wife she's also in Green Book as um Vinny's wife
0: which I love her in that movie
1: she um what else is she in? Well, anyway, she she's she's really good. And then the guy that plays the medicine man, I know him from Breaking Bad as like, no, 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 from Better Call Saul. Uh, Better Call Saul,
2: the, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like the insane uh, drug dealer guy, right? Yeah. Oh, he was he's so good in Better Call Saul. He he was a little bit stiff in this movie, but it worked for me. Like his yeah. dry sense of humor was pretty good too.
1: <laughs> right, right. I always said he never got scared. <laughs> uh so yeah so the anyway i for me in summary it was it was really fun we got spooked like crazy like i kept the movie theater was kind of dark and i kept out of the corner of my eye thinking that like somebody's walking up to me on my left oh man and i kept like looking over there nobody was there and then like i felt like i saw something I'd look over it, and i was just getting spooked out you uh, know what
2: made this movie so scary it wasn't that there were was some monster it was that she was preying on vulnerable children like these sweet little kids that's true and then yeah. it's a single mother with these little kids and they're so vulnerable and then this and monster's... she didn't have a dad there was no man well <laughs> yeah, exactly you're kind of hung that's up on that scary. um but yeah they were so vulnerable that's what made it creepy and so scary and then also okay i gotta say i don't understand these kids because there's one moment this monster comes down the stairs and like throws the mother across the room and like tries to suck the daughter away in or the little boy away. And then two minutes later, the little girl's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to open the front door. I'm going (laughs) to just lean out as far as I can for a while. Yeah. It was a little bit. I was like, what is she doing? She has no memory. She suddenly she's not scared. Can you imagine a little kid seeing a monster in your house? Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like you would be curled up under your bed for a month. You know what? As complained I have about
1: the characters that I have about Pet Sematary too. I wish they would just talk to each other. In this movie, they all have these um these what is it called when you're when she, they got grabbed by La Llorona on their arm and they had oh, like those these arm wounds? Yeah. Yeah. And every time they're like what is this oh i fell yeah and that was weird like if if the daughter just said i saw this woman she creeped me out she looked like a witch like and then the son like i don't know why they lied about it i can't understand why like why would they not tell their mom why would they just say that's not something feel
2: right either
1: but i feel
0: like that kind of happens a lot in real life like so i remember when i like had a mental breakdown with anxiety in 2006 i i was so scared to talk about it but then when i started talking about it it would be like I'd be in a room with people and all of a sudden every one of them was like oh yeah I have anxiety would oh, I have anxiety Or and I feel like it seems absurd but I feel like it's really human nature a little bit
1: I yeah I guess if it, it was really been. traumatic for them and if they felt like they were hallucinating and didn't want to admit it then maybe, yeah, maybe.
2: Would... I felt like they only did that to keep the movie going because sometimes yeah. movies rely on miscommunications a to a lot, to yeah, per, too much, you know, push yeah, the plot I, along.
0: I agree with Ben. I was trying to get deep, but I agree with you guys. It was just to move the plot.
2: Yeah, a little bit
1: late. Like they could have done it maybe better. I also, I, you
2: know, I didn't understand the Lorona character either because I was trying to f- figure her out so she like she like kind of comes in through the window or the wind sometimes Mm -hmm. and when she approaches a room she'd walk in very slowly and that made her really creepy but there were times when like the mother was trying to defend the kids where suddenly she would you know move faster than a sprinter and like drag the mother across the room yeah like like super quick tossing her and then then it's like slow motion coming after the kids so i it just didn't feel right to me
1: and it seemed that she had tele um Telekinetic powers... Meaning she could just like move furniture around the room without touching it. Yeah.
2: She did. Have, but right? only sometimes. Yeah. Like if weird. she really wanted those um, kids, she took the slowest, worst way possible to get them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seemed like what she wanted to do was
1: spook the kids out and make them, because she, she did yeah. a good job of being spooky. Yeah. And
2: they, if that was her goal, she did it really well. She just, she could have been a lot more efficient out.
1: at drowning the kids. If
0: she just wanted right. to
2: drown them. I thought it was, I just rolled my eyes when he made this swim pool until like he gets out his toolkit
0: oh and, like, really it was just. I like, loved
1: that part. I thought it was so cool. Because I was like, okay, awesome. The medicine man has some, like he's doing something, we don't know what. And he does this sp- this prayer in Spanish and blesses the water and makes it holy water. I loved it.
2: I thought yeah. it was so well, cool. I thought it totally worked until he said, oh, now it's holy water. And it just sounded <laughs> so dumb to me. Like, oh, wait, uh, that's something people really believe. But now it's in this movie as the swimming pool is holy water. I don't know. It, it, him explaining it. Really deflated the whole thing. To oh, me. did it? Yeah,
1: that didn't. I liked it. Well, well, honestly, I don't know if I would have known that that's what he did if he hadn't said that. But yeah, it would have been a nice thing for me to pick up on instead of him explaining it. Okay. Um, do we have anything else to say about it? I feel like we covered it. It was fun. Uh, the audience score is sixty percent. I'm with the audience on this one. Um, the the critic score is thirty four percent. I'm not sure why it's that. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't a masterpiece or anything, but. Yeah, and it, was it wasn't fun.
2: that bad either. It was just it was creepy and I had to cover my eyes so many scenes cuz it was I yeah. knew something was going to jump out. I liked it better than Pet Cemetery. Oh, really? I think I did too. Yeah. I liked Pet Cemetery yeah. better. I mean, they're both uh they're both scary. I can't handle scary movies.
1: Yeah, but Pet Cemetery was just we we talked about already the Sister, and then that boy that got um that killed, but but also the very beginning of Pet Cemetery, there was a pilgrimage, and I just like I just thought about that oh, the yeah. other day. Where what was that about? Yeah, and They're that was in the preview stuff, as well. Yeah, and I, it never tied in to the movie in any way, that right? I can think that I can see. Pet, so I just feel like Pet Cemetery was all over the place. Although now that I'm not freaked out by either movie anymore, now that I'm out of the theater, I've had time to calm down. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like I. I like I like both of them. I think they were both kind of fun. It's fun to think about them and reflect back. I on. agree. Okay, and that was the Curse of La Llorona Another movie opening this weekend is a Breakthrough.
0: Boys, get off the ice! We're training for the Olympics, sir. Cindy. He's been underwater for more than fifteen minutes. It's going to be a recovery, not a rescue. I got something we got him
1: we've done everything medically possible there's nothing more we can do no.
2: No. please god send your holy spirit to save my son
1: i just played a clip from the trailer for breakthrough it's 63 on rotten tomatoes this is like a religious film that um andy and i and all of us actually saw it it's kind of hard for me to not immediately dismiss these religious films because it's almost what like watching a political film. It's, you know it's going to have a message and it's not necessarily going to be artistic because the message might interfere with that art. And so that's kind of how this was. But I honestly, I, I think this was a lot better than I was fearing it would be.
0: It, it was a little better. I, I do think it was kind of boring, but it was...
1: It dragged on. Yeah, they could have really shortened the plot.
0: Um, I which did you guys think was actually more spiritual La Yorona or spirit or more religious? Well, or well, the breakthrough.
2: Well, when you hmm. religion the word the, religion is more about the physical motions and like the routines, but versus
1: like spirituality. I think
2: spirituality is like isn't that like a state of being, like a mental mental state? I'm right. not sure. I
1: think breakthrough is a little bit preachy.
2: Oh my goodness! It was a little bit about a little like, a little okay, bit
1: y- yeah. Did you I mean there was room for because Ben I mean really though if you if you look at this just like you, uh, La yorona? Ro- La I mean in this movie they all believe in the power of prayer they believe in god and everything. I mean how is that different than watching La Yorona where they believe in the legend of this weeping woman and and you just suspend your disbelief and go along for the ride. I mean why is one of why is one way so distasteful and the other isn't quite as
0: offensive? Maybe cuz well we they were totally different Trump voters.
2: One one was using religion <laughs> weaving it through the movie, but this breakthrough they were just pandering to people who are already believed. They were they were That's trying to true. make a movie to check all the boxes for someone who went to the church and Yes. Okay, I Okay. It's no secret. I hated this movie so bad. So I was telling you, I just I started live tweeting through it, like all of my complaints. I don't know if you guys read through all the tweets I did. I did like fifty <laughs> yeah. something tweets.
1: Oh, I don't know if I read all of them then. I read a lot a lot of them though. Um, so, I just
2: have so many complaints about.
3: But
1: Ben, I feel like you are so negative on this movie because you have had your own break with religion, and and so you just I I mean because I feel it a little bit too. Like, do, do you think yeah. Ben that your personal history with religion just turns you off to this any kind of religious? Well, absolutely.
2: Because this was absolutely. like going to church that absolutely colors it. But the way. I'm going to say this and you probably won't understand, but I haven't gone to church in five years. And so, and I've said this
1: about watching wait, news. Wait, Ben, you went to breakthrough. That's basically the same thing as going to church. It's just better because you can eat popcorn and you can, oh. you can wear um, <laughs> yeah. casual clothes. Ben,
0: we it, went to church on Sunday. We went to yoga.
1: <laughs> yeah. and Hot yoga. A hot That's yoga. That's your new
0: church. Anyway, keep
1: going. Okay, go ahead, Ben. About your so your apostasy. No,
2: I agree. It's that is totally colored my perception of it. But there's also this concept which I think you have to experience it to understand it. And I feel the same way about news. Like because we don't have cable anymore. I don't. I I've never liked watching the news. So if you go a long time without watching just like regular news channel, like whatever it is, like CNN or Fox News or whatever, and then you watch it again, it feels it's crazy. It feels toxic, right? Mm. And maybe toxic is a little too strong of a word, but this movie, like seeing people in church settings to me is like, holy cow, this is bananas. But when you're used to that, you just don't notice it anymore. But being an outsider, it just, Hmm. it feels crazy. That people would go to church? Not that they would go to church. Just the, just, just the situations there. Like, like the rituals, just the rituals are just, it's weird. Um, Hmm. And like in this movie, they Did they
1: even illustrate any rituals though? Well, yeah, they were doing their praying
2: recall. rituals and like she like got out the scriptures all the time and there, it, it just felt like, it just felt weird.
0: Hmm. Do you, I, I had a brain. And I don't
2: heart. like, I'm not describing okay. it very well, but it's, it's something that I've experienced and I feel like you have to, yeah you have to go through it to really get it. So I, I do mostly
1: agree with you, Ben. I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm just wondering if it's, if I'm having a, like a knee jerk reaction that isn't fair because of my own kind of feelings about religion you know
0: well it could be that you guys agree with hillary clinton that those type of people are deplorable <laughs> which uh yeah because the, well, they're trump voters yeah like the god-loving <laughs> or gun- fearing Okay so, so like early on okay, in this
2: movie I tweeted I said like this movie needs a bingo board because 10 minutes in they've already prayed and they've recited the pledge of allegiance and if they don't weigh in on the right to bear arms I'm gonna, I'm going to feel robbed like it was, it was just like hitting all of these points that are it's almost like a
0: stereotype to appeal to those things
1: It was yeah it was pandering I agree with you uh, yeah, it definitely was pandering But if you guys were and one I, of those people
0: what what media do they watch you know to find something that hits that it's usually liberal, Liberal media, so I, I guess it is pandering. But you could also say that, like the other media going the other way, is pandering towards like I don't know, maybe that's a bad okay. Thing. I, I so, know what
2: you're saying. And this movie did not pretend to be something it wasn't. The preview no. was really clear; it was going to be this religious right. feel-good movie, right? And so, okay, so which is fine, but you know they they stuffed all they're like okay who is our audience oh i bet they're patriotic so we're gonna have a we're gonna show all the kids reciting the pledge of allegiance and oh we we need some praying scenes and oh we gotta feature the bible you know it was just (laughs) on and on and on
1: yeah um okay well despite all that um it did turn me off that it had a religious message because that's, I just, I don't know. I, it's I, probably
0: because we were raised so religious.
1: Yes, I, I feel, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Exactly. But you even
0: um, said, Seth, and I thought this was interesting, if your kid was dying, you'd probably start praying. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, even if I was a hardcore atheist, if my kid was in that position, you better believe I'd be praying. Yeah, I mean, you would
2: do anything if you thought it I would, would help. immediately
1: be. Uh, sure. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I did actually also like the. The way they illustrated the grieving process for his mom and and his dad, his adopted mom and dad. Um, she she because she's like this big girl and she's being bratty with everybody, and I'm like, whoa, um, yeah. She's like being a brat. Are but you then, talking
0: about the elephant in the room? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I <in>. mean, um, <clears throat> sorry, I should
0: have said. I, I, I should have said. That. I, are
1: we gonna comment on her body? I don't. No, let's keep moving. Okay. On. Well,
2: I don't know. <laughs> Oh, i mean i guess it's really touchy uh, but she she had a very different body type than anyone else in the movie
1: yeah it's more of
0: a sphere <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah and it, it, it just seemed out of place like it was hard not to notice the elephant in the room I, and i i i I guess I mean probably anyone listening is probably thinks I'm the biggest douche for saying that. I, I really don't. I really, <laughs> I I, I, it's it's like that story where the dad has a fr- uh, like a business partner coming home over that has a really really big nose. So he tells all his kids, "Do not Dude. mention his nose." Yeah. And then the mom brings in the potatoes. Do you want some, do you want s- some potatoes with your nose? <laughs> so, like, she, they're thinking about it so much. <laughs>
2: that was my kid's favorite part of the movie, Missing Link. They're like, okay, we're going to go see this. My grandma, do not mention the chicken. Like, the grandma has this chicken living on her head. And right when they walk in, the, the you know, the busy link guy's like, hey, what's up with the chicken? You know? yeah. My kids love that preview. part. Um, <laughs>
1: in, in the movie, Andy said something about... <laughs> About the elephant in the room.
2: I don't remember what you said, but I immediately knew what you were talking about. It was like her character. Like, you know, it was weird. Like as much as my complaints about the movie genre, her character, like, I don't think this was her writing it, but whoever wrote this movie hated doctors so bad. Did you notice how often she, like, schooled doctors and put them in their place and told well, them they didn't know what they are talking about? No, but that's part of her character arc I liked, Ben, because I thought both
1: of those doctors came off very positive, and I feel like she came off as a brat. But then, yeah. but then when you, after you think about it for like half a second, you're like, well, would like a grieving mother, can you blame her? Like no matter how she acts, if she, if, if you were the mother in that situation, can you really blame her for snapping at people and being grumpy? Like I, I could totally understand that.
2: Yeah. Do okay. You, and, and she I, overcame I, that fair. too. Her
1: husband brought her to Jesus, and she was like, "Okay, that's right. I didn't. You know, I'm not the one that brought him back to life. It was God. I'm going to just surrender. It's in God's hands now." So she had a very
0: interesting character arc, I thought. Do you know? I, I'm a uh, spoiler alert. He lives. <laughs> but but I felt like the most point, poignant, is that the right word? Or the most interesting part of the movie that made me start thinking was the part where he walks into the classroom and the whole the whole class starts cheering. And then everyone leaves the classroom and he's there alone with his teacher and his teacher's getting teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. And she just can't understand, you know, like how did it happen to you but why didn't it happen? Why, why didn't my husband get saved? Yes. And I feel like that really brought the whole movie to reality reality
1: and the notes on his locker said something similar right
0: yeah and i felt like that was actually more interesting than him coming than the, back alive
1: yeah yeah it was i mean it was like and then the
2: kids at school are calling him miracle boy and stuff well that um, was yeah i mean that was all sweet and like the kid himself was great and like of course you're rooting for and he him he was
0: good at basketball Wait, you thought
2: that was sweet ben because i that's
0: where well, the I movie think it
2: really started to have
1: some
0: integrity some tension.
2: um no i liked the kid he was great the problem i had with the movie is the mother just being rude to everybody and it felt to me like the writers of this are like okay we gotta we have to pander to people who like want to see people pledge the you know Pledge of Allegiance and thump their Bibles and then I really thought it was going to turn into this anti-vax thing because every time there was a doctor she like would put him in their place and no, like make them
1: No, the doctors came off smelling like a rose in this movie. She's the one that came off as a brat and she's the one that went yeah. through this whole character arc where she realized she was being a brat to everybody.
2: Yeah, she did this half she had this super weak apology every time there's a doctor she would like go snap and no at but him. Ben I totally disagree with what you're saying about the message of the
1: movie if you want to see a movie that villainizes doctors go see unplanned in that oh. one the doctors are basically like doctor evil okay no, so I, I disagree
2: with your reading of the, of the doctors both I hate do- you. <laughs> well
1: both, that's both what I thought just were- by
2: that that was just my impression but so i tweeted like bunch of stuff so because i couldn't remember all this so there's one i'm like okay um sh- there was something where she was at a, i said okay i guess i'm supposed to be on board with people who get in denial about medical advice and then uh, there was like okay now they're showing a totally relatable and totally normal passive aggressive argument with the pastor about which hymns are sung at church so this was the mom again she was in all these situations that were like she was out of control ben i don't think we were supposed to side with her on those okay I think, well i don't know i don't i don't know whether we were supposed to or not but that was I, just I what was i think that was on. her
1: character arc we were seeing her like overcome this
2: okay and then she When she apologized at the end, that was like her coming to terms and like, she's better now? Well, not,
1: not, not only that, like, like she, she's, she's lecturing everybody about saying negative things. She's trying to control what everybody's doing and what's going to happen. And, and she's almost taking credit for him getting his heartbeat because she said a prayer and he got his heartbeat. She's almost like taking credit for that and then lecturing people for not, for being negative. And, and then she has this epiphany when she's talking to the pastor and like, stop trying to control it. Just let God take care of it. It, you know just relax it's not you know you don't have control over it and, and then she basically settled down and said she she says this prayer, she says, i surrender it was really cheesy it almost made me barf but it was i think a turning point for her as a character and and that's when she stopped being a brat to everybody basically just like let
0: let things happen ask me why some people live and some people don't die oh, oh my my yeah they explained that i tweeted just ask that. me did they
1: oh my just then his me. Expl- okay Andy why
0: why does this little boy survive and other people die well in the past there have been defeats but in the future you have a choice a victory or not succeeding
1: that, that was
3: pretty close I can't remember how it was. he gives
1: an answer like after he comes back he gives an answer that makes no sense it's nonsense <laughs> I tweeted like, about that let me find you it. did but did you feel that way ben because i was like wait what did he just say and and i was talking to andy about it we were like parsing it out i'm like that was like that was like asking me like you know what's your favorite football team and i and i (laughs) answer like bowling shoes it's like (laughs) it was
0: like totally unrelated it 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 like made it seem like the people that died were like it didn't answer what yeah i agree yeah yeah
2: it it was it wasn't a direct answer to the question because there is no there is no real direct answer you can give it was a
0: nonsensical
1: answer is what i'm but what yeah, like he said, even, it
2: sounded... It didn't sound bad, but if you break down what he... If you try to figure out what he said, it, it didn't add up to it Exactly. If you try to figure out what he meant, it's nonsense. Yeah. So it was well, like an apologist thing, like, well, uh, God's ways are deeper... I, I don't know what he said. Well, that it was would have something. at least been
1: an answer if he said, well, God's ways are... Di-. Instead, he like he's like, well, we can't recover tomorrow, but we can, we can either win or lose... T- we can't recover it, it, yesterday. We can win or lose for tomorrow.
0: It was kind of like a, asking a, a football coach whose team has been accused of rape. What are you going to do about these rape allegations? Well, if we keep practicing hard and working. <laughs> <and laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. If we keep practicing hard and we seize the moment, I think we'll have a good season. <laughs>
1: right. And then you're like, okay, what does that have to do with rape? <laughs> yeah. I like had nothing to do with it. I, I, I did... Um, I thought that her fighting with the hipster pastor was pretty... I liked uh, Topher Grace from um, That 70s Show. He was Uh a pastor and he's like... He always does up the top button. He has this kind of hipster hairstyle. And he's like bringing rock and roll into the church congregation. She can't stand it. And he's always waltzing around with his beautiful babes that
2: I apparently work for the... I don't know. (laughs) And getting in fights with her. Uh, Didn't you think... So, Seth, I have all these memories of mom having, like, her little disagreements at church, like, oh, the temperature's not right, or, oh, so-and-so was in the room when we had it reserved, and, oh, you know, (laughs) there are all these little things... And so her having these fights, I guess with the pastor, I felt like that was whoever wrote this was like, Oh yeah, we got to put that pastor in his place. Cause they had some personal experience where someone didn't respect the room signups. So they had to have this scene where she showed him who was boss and then about the, they weren't singing the hymns she liked. And then she had to have some, I don't know, Ben, I boss.
1: feel like you're, you're assuming the movie wanted us to side with her. And I don't think that's necessarily the case because I felt like in that scene, you were like, wow, this like, rat is like going around Boston. Like I was not yeah. on her side.
0: Yeah, I wasn't on the pastor's side. Even either, her husband wasn't on her on her
2: side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I, I took it like everyone would be on her side and I like, or like the movie. One, everything she did, side. like, Oh my goodness, she's out of control. Like who acts like Are that? Are you saying we see movies from our perspective? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so Ben, what did you think of her, like her husband? <laughs> I see because the um,
2: it seemed like a little bit of a mismatch to me. <laughs> I know her husband, well, you saw I tweeted about it. Her He's husband, like husband looks like dude. He looks like Mr. Garrison's little brother. You know, Mr. Garrison from South Park. Oh uh,
1: no,
3: <laughs> <laughs> they did. Yeah, but she that's just, what Andy
1: was saying. They tried to make him look nerdy, so they
2: they there wasn't such much a, of a disparity
1: between their attractiveness. I,
2: they did not match. And you know what? She reminded me of like like physically. She looked very different from everybody
0: else. Um, <laughs> I, in what way? Do you remember, remember <laughs> we used to sing? I can spell hippopotamus. <laughs> <S-E-T-H."> okay. okay. <laughs> you know what it reminded me (laughs) of i'm sorry sorry ben go
2: ahead you know on there's this classic scene in star wars it's like the bar scene where all the aliens and cowboys and everything they all show up to the bar and there's one of each species represented there's like the green alien who looks totally weird and then the other alien who looks totally different and then and so on and so on like it's just one of every totally unique species but it seemed like there were all these normal skinny people and then her like she was the only oddball right it 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 looked out of place that way not like oh she's
0: really overweight she just looked so different
2: it wasn't like yeah it didn't look to me like a fat thing she just looked i i I
0: have to say i i feel bad even joking about that me too actually because i i remember i feel like i have an eating disorder and i have for like three years
1: uh i have one that's worse And I, oh, and yeah? I remember, oh yeah, I have one too. Wait, and I'm win. pretty skinny. I win. I'm
0: pretty skinny, but I still have body image problems. Yeah, one time body my, dysmorphia. My brother, a few several years ago, I like, I wasn't really body self conscious, but I, we went to the beach and I like shaved my chest, and he's like, "What is that bulge at the bottom of your stomach?" Because I had this. It was just my like that, you know, that fat. Yeah. And I had never noticed it, and now I can never not hmm. notice it, <laughs> and wow. it's driving me crazy. I'm, I'm t- totally, um,
1: my heart is bleeding for you no (laughs) I had an older brother that called me fat kid instead of my name hey fat kid pass the potatoes hey fat kid when are you gonna be done in the bathroom (laughs) when he was in Argentina he was so mean he made (laughs) bracelets for everybody in the family with their names on them except for mine said fat kid
0: yeah (laughs) and i i i
1: honestly
2: i remember that i didn't even think about it like i legit i just thought oh that's
1: funny it it was kind of funny but also i don't know like it might have like created some kind of permanent body dysmorphia
3: yeah and i
0: i feel like the biggest douchebag like a teenager sitting there laughing about the fat girl in the in the hall i Ben
1: Ben, did you think that um Andy and I were talking about whether the the boys his 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 death and resurrection, falling into water was somehow symbolic of Christ, or maybe like baptism, you know, how he was in water. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Um and did he, he did he
0: strike you as a Christ figure? It in- kind of symbolized him being like a third world uh dark kid coming to a white family.
1: Yeah. What? Um white what he do you was mean? A, he, he was, was adopted. from Guatemala. He was
0: adopted from Guatemala <laughs> by a white family that saved him, like white saviors. I'm, I'm just reading too. I'm trying to make this more. But I thought of um, that.
1: So anyway, did did you stri- did he strike you as a Christ figure, Ben? No, I didn't. That didn't occur to me. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. But it, it the symbolism did seem to be pretty. Oh, tight I think 100.
0: percent How could it not be when it's a Christian movie and someone goes under the water and is and then comes out and is resurrected? I mean, mm-hmm. it's yeah. It's it's like so blatant that it seems like not that it's not possible, but it has to be. Although in a movie like
1: this, I feel like if they were going to send that message, they would have been totally obvious with it and hit you over the head with it.
0: Well, you know, well, you know, Home, Home Alone that mm-hmm. has a Christ figure in it. If you watch the the, the, next old man door, with the, shovel. the old man with the shovel, he has band-aids on his hands yeah. where the wounds of Christ are and you would never, and he's like the one that everyone despises and then he ends up saving the boy. So sometimes things aren't as blatant. Like, you would never think... Anyway.
2: Yeah, in an artistic movie, it would not be. Andy, is that something, like, the director put in, or is that someone finding... um, I I don't know.
0: It could have been, like, someone analyzing it. I don't know. I, I would have to... I just remember talking about that with my dad... And yeah. a, a lot of times when you analyze I mean, art and literature, I feel like sometimes the the artist didn't always mean it. But
1: yeah, the art right. has to stand on its
2: own. The, the authorial intent is not controlling,
1: in my opinion.
0: Well,
2: this movie, it, it wasn't really subtle about any of its messages. Like the preacher yeah. was doing plenty of preaching. So you
0: think it would have given them too much credit if they had hit, snuck in that secret meaning because it was like too blatant? I feel
2: Yeah, I feel like that might be giving them more credit than they deserve. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the pinnacle of their creativity was with the title because it's the breakthrough of the kid falling through and it's them having <laughs> a breakthrough on like how they accept And it, it.
0: was about black people coming to religion. <laughs>
2: okay. yeah.
0: Didn't you see the black guy was was like, coming to religion? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that was like... And he was like the yeah. only black guy in the show?
2: I, I tweeted about it. Here are the order of events. Step one, he heard a voice. Two assumed voice was Bob three. Bob says, I didn't say anything I'm like, Holy cow. Just prove God is real.
3: Like that's exactly
2: how the conversation went. It's like, I thought you told me he's
0: like, I didn't say anything. Like, Holy cow. There's that part when they're talking alone again, he's like, so do you think it was God? The captain says that it has to be, I don't know what else it would be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah, the, that's only, the explanation. only explanation. I'm not really mocking it either. I just, it was yeah, just,
1: I mean, I don't want to crap on people's spiritual experiences because
0: I actually, I actually still believe that stuff. And so, yeah. I mean, yeah, me too. Actually, I'm, I'm um, not this but it was just very blatant what that they were trying to show you that message. It was kind of like a movie made to show someone an example. I don't know.
2: Yeah, well, I think this movie would be best for people who really actually wanted to see it. Yeah, and not obviously, me.
1: but but it wasn't. It wasn't as I thought it was going to be uh, saccharin and. Preachy. i didn't find it to be either of those things um it was definitely had religious message that was like un it was unapologetic but it wasn't as distasteful as i was fearing so anyway i i thought it was okay
2: and I, if you're a religious person you may love it oh yeah i i think people are gonna love it
3: no, didn't you I, think
2: the black guy was like super hunky yes he was like this amazing male he model. belongs
1: in one of those medea movies yeah
0: yeah <laughs> I just I scary I movies. I felt like I was looking in the mirror when I watched him. <laughs> 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 hey, I have to say one thing. Like, I, I actually, this is, I, I actually feel like I have more in common with this movie, even though I, it sounds like we're mocking it. Like, I still, a lot of these themes are very strong to me. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but like, I still pray with my parents every day, and you know, they'll call. My dad's famous joke is, we'll call, I'll call him on the phone, and he's like, okay, do you care if we pray? And I'll be driving, and he's on the phone at home, and he says, okay, Andrew, but don't close your eyes while you're driving. <laughs> so it's kind of some humor, but there is this idea that there's this force field of power that will come out to protect us because the world's, ins- and whether it's true or not. Yeah, that's kind a of comforting of a, It's belief. a beautiful idea that this force field will protect the, your family in an insane world where you can't really protect it from rapists and cars that are going to crash and drunk drivers. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a, a comforting thing out of the, the, the craziness. So I don't know. Uh,
1: okay, so that is Breakthrough. I So it was 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't necessarily disagree with that score. I, I'm surprised the critics
0: gave it so high.
2: I you know I would give it fifty fifty percent. What do you think, Ben? I mean, I I think someone who wants to see it, it's around fifty percent. <laughs> well, the audience score is seventy nine percent. That was so funny. But you know what I mean? Like, if if you showed that to everyone in the United States, I think you'd get a much lower score. I mean, it's just such a yeah.
3: But you
2: know, I I'm I guarantee you, my wife and kids are gonna love it.
3: I, yeah.
0: I, I i actually in some ways did love it because I I mean sometimes I love hallmark movies and those are like the armpit of <laughs> yeah like me too. movies
1: okay yeah. what do you think Andy well we don't have to rate it I just thought we
0: would i what? I don't I thought for what it was it was a 75 you know yeah because you know what it is when you go into it you was it, it was
1: a lot better done for example unplanned this was such a better it was uh, it was so much less preachy and more artistic and and more it had more subtle messages and more interesting um, like things to think about compared to another preaching movie, unplanned that we just saw last week.
0: Yeah, and 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 when I mock, when we mock these religious people, like this is the, this is my people that would see this movie. Like, yeah. my parents are my are these people. Yeah, I know my family. Well, I mean, this, we're gonna buy this movie. My kids will probably watch it. It's my people, so I don't want to mock them, you know. And it's me in a way. So yeah, but it also isn't me. So I don't know. Like, okay,
1: that's it for breakthrough. The only other movie opening this week in wide release is Disney Nature penguins this earth day experience the next chapter with a penguin named steve i just played a clip from disney from nature Fight penguins this is 91 percent on rotten tomatoes it's more like a documentary probably won't be in the top five this weekend uh, but it looks like another good nature film from disney Nobody saw
0: it, right? Do you think it's like a no,
1: prequel it, to yeah. Lion King? No, it's not. It has no narrative. It's just more like a documentary. Oh, I, I've seen some of these Disney Nature ones. They're just they're just nature documentaries. That's all they are. Which are awesome, by the way. Like I love them, but it's not. It's not really a movie. it's it's, it's not like a story. It's a documentary.
0: I mean, talking about religion, um, you really don't see a lot of religion and compassion when you watch wild animal movies where they attack each other I and know. kill each other. yeah. There is no like... Um, the sad thing is predators always go after
1: young prey, so they're weak. always going after babies, the which weakest. is so sad. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: I, and every day my, my dog gets like seven pieces of cheese from everyone in the office. And he he never says thank you. What huh? the fuck? no? But what I mean is like animals don't have anyway. That soo- sounds like obvious. They don't but, have manners. But yep. also my my dog. They also don't literally. Disposable thumbs. Yeah. My my dog will literally try to kill my dad's dog every time he sees it. And so you, there's this harsh reality to nature that is very contrasting to like this religious movie. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why I said that, um, but, but we were talking about the Well, we were talking
1: about Disney nature and, and uh, sometimes these nature films are shocking. Yeah, like when the um,
0: seal gets eaten by the great whale shark and they start flipping it up in the air. Yeah. The Flipping the penguin up in the air for fun um, or the cats toying with the...
1: That's funny because I just watched that this week, I think. The, with the, the one on The Netflix. whale was flipping that poor penguin. They are yeah. just playing with it. And it was so sad. It, I mean, it's one thing if they're just going to eat it, but they're just like playing around with it, flipping it in the air. And yeah, it was sad.
0: It's just such a, there's no like, I don't know. There, there is one movie I've seen on that reminded me of God a little bit in nature. So there's like this herd of lions, this one animal that gets started skidding by a crocodile. And then he gets away from the crocodile, but then the lions start coming. And then the whole entire herd comes and saves the baby. Yeah. the baby um, like gazelle or whatever yeah, it, was, it was or yeah, buffalo I I water buffalo so
2: Andy do you have like a personal goal to bring up your beliefs
0: <laughs> no I just kind of tying in the nature and na- the god movie yeah just the sometimes humans put so much like religion in things but when you go to like nature it's very start yeah and like live or die there, and, there was
1: another Disney nature film about monkeys and I remember a scene in it where there were two monkey tribes battling and after the battle, the, uh, the victorious side, one of the like meet lead, like the alpha monkey there, grabbed one of the girl monkeys and just started having sex with it. And Jeez. it was like, it almost looked like rape, but they're monkeys, you know? And it was also a sex scene, but they were monkeys. And so it was, <laughs> it was like so... in this Disney movie. I mean, it was just kind of shocking to me yeah. in a way, you know? But yeah. that's because I'm, I'm like projecting all these human thoughts and feelings and emotions to this what these monkeys are doing Um, yeah so it was was weird
0: i guess that's the difference you know like that's what they always tell you like well the people that are like atheists will always say we're we're like animals and the people that are like religious will say we're not animals you know so it's okay
1: so was i bringing up religion too much
0: ben i apologize
1: Okay, that is Disney Nature <laughs> Penguins, and it looks great. Okay, that brings us to movies coming out next week. There's one movie out in wide release. It's probably going to be the biggest movie of the year. I mean, it's almost guaranteed to be the biggest movie of the year in terms of box office success. Dumbo, um, and it could be in the top <laughs> five worldwide um, in the history of the world of movies. It could hit the top five, and honestly, I'm guessing it's going to be in the top three um, by the time by the time it's done. Um, I think it. I think it's it's going to get above $2 billion, And there's only four movies ever to do that in the history of the world. So uh, that's Avengers Endgame. We're
0: in the endgame now. Before
1: we're done, we still have one promise to keep. If you can't protect the Earth. You can be damn sure we'll avenge it. Whatever it takes. I just played a clip from the trailer for Avengers Endgame. This is not yet scored on Rotten Tomatoes. It hasn't been pre-screened. There's a lot of secrecy around this, although part of the movie leaked. And so the Russo brothers, who wrote and directed the movie, um, issued a public statement asking people to not spoil the movie for other people. Uh, and but, but if you want to get spoilers, they're
2: all over YouTube. Um, there's I'm trying so hard to avoid him I haven't even watched a, watched a preview because I want to go on board. Oh, really?
1: Yeah I, yeah, I haven't watched the latest new preview. And I agree with you, Ben. I'm just trying to... I'm really excited for this movie and I don't want to be spoiled yet. But I'm going to see it on yeah. Thursday. We're all going to see it on Thursday. Yep. Uh, one thing we know is Spider-Man comes back alive because Sony ruined that for us. <laughs> because they had to preview his next movie, so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, we all knew. I mean, to be honest, I'd be surprised if anybody stays Wouldn't dead. Wouldn't it
1: be cool, though, if they are bold enough to just keep everybody dead? That would, that would be... be amazing.
2: Well, when the previous <laughs> ended, like, there was just this denial. I'm like, there's no way they're staying dead. Yeah. You know, we yeah. don't believe they're really dead. Right. That's so why it was a cliffhanger,
1: because you know that it's not going to stay that way. We just don't know how right. they're going to undo it. We yeah. know Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel has something to do with it, but we don't know what. Okay, and that that's it. We don't have a spoiler section this week. Um, do we have any
0: Andy's dating update? I had something that I was going to talk about. I will say that I feel really ashamed about myself this, this podcast for some of the things we talked about about the elephant in the
2: room (laughs) that
3: and
0: just just things we talked about like i don't know yeah
2: and andy's gonna run for governor so we got to make this really clean (laughs) well you know i mean uh, you never
0: know yeah
1: yeah i know we're stupid idiots huh we record our most intimate thoughts put it on the internet but that's all that people want to hear and now there's no no escaping it
2: well, speaking of, Seth, there are so many movies that have the most horrible intimate scenes, like this movie, High Life, that I sent you the review for. Yeah, it. did you see it? Yeah, it was, I was couldn't figure out what the crap I was watching. There were these, like, crazy scenes. I don't even want to describe them, but
0: it was... What, what was it about, the movie?
2: So, do you know the, <clears throat> there's that hunky guy who was in the... Um, uh, Twilight? Twilight series. Robert Pattinson? Edward? Yeah, so, yeah, Ed, Edward. yeah Edward from Twilight. He's on a spaceship with a bunch of other, I don't know, former criminals. They're heading towards a black hole, and like this movie was. You, I, I sent you guys those reviews. Some people thought it yeah. was like this artful masterpiece. Other people complaining that it just had like bodily fluids everywhere and jizz all over the place and like milk and rape scenes and like it was <laughs> it was like this it was just ridiculous it was so uncomfortable i couldn't i couldn't watch the whole oh, thing oh really so did you walk out or yeah after like I, it was just after a mess. 2 hours i, I couldn't you take out? anymore it was long well,
1: it was like 2 hours i'm looking at the parents guide and um, the parents guide itself is pretty rated r i mean Uh, it's yeah i don't
2: want to read it but i don't this movie is like i would not recommend anyone to see it but i do want andy to see it just so i can see him cringe
0: (laughs) you know my guilt complex
2: (laughs) interesting
1: okay so you don't recommend it what would you what would you give it what rating would you give it It, by the way it's 83 percent on rotten tomatoes so
2: that's crazy um i think people are going to watch it and think it was really artful because it's like this it makes you think about Fartsy, fartsy About your life and um, what it means to be alive and so on. But, oh my goodness. You can convey that message without all those awkward
0: scenes and without all that body Hmm. fluid. Oh, I have something about dating. Oh, good. Okay, let's hear it. So, yoga, I... You're hooked. I, I'm hooked. <laughs> and I will say I will say that I I'm starting. I always picture myself as a young man but I used to notice like older guys that would maybe go to yoga or stuff and think oh those creepy old men just want to go there and be with these young women. I don't know if I'm verging on that line but I don't I think I'm pretty I I'm okay. You're hip. You're cool. I'm hip. Yeah. Um, but I was walking out and I had, it was a rainy day and I, I was so hot and, and you know how you go out, you go out cause you're so hot. You go outside. Yeah. It's like if it's 500 cold. degrees in there. Yeah. You have to go outside to cool. And off. every once in a while you can kind of notice when a girl might be checking you out. It's not, it's almost like, like subconsciously you don't. <laughs> and I felt like this girl was kind of following me as I walked out and, um, I was thinking, okay, how do I do this? So she'll talk to me. So I hurried, and my car was right there. I and open up my door and let Zeus jump out. Whenever you have a dog with you, it's a conversation <laughs> or starter. And I knew if I brought my dog out, that would give her a chance to say something to me if she wanted to. Did it work? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you said, were playing hard to get. You know, yeah. And I no,
1: no, not hard to get. He was, he was just... Being suave.
0: Well, I just, she was behind me. And I didn't want to like, I didn't want to like creep her out and stare at her. Hi. So I <laughs> went out my door, opened my car. Zeus jumps out. We sit down on the bench as she walks by. She's like, Oh, cute dog. And I was like, Oh, hi. You know, I just sat there and I, and, I, and instead of asking, I just said, Hey, I'm Andrew. And we shook hands and we were talking and. Uh, did you get her
1: phone number? No, no, no. I. Oh, I, cause I saw a girl get your phone number about three hours ago at the restaurant.
0: You did? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. Why? What's wrong with you also said, uh, She was also married. <laughs> you also said she, you thought she had special needs. I didn't say she <laughs> had special needs.
1: I just said she looked and acted very similar to my sister-in-law, who was special needs. <laughs> well, she was a foreigner,
0: and it was spoke with an accent. It was
1: funny, though. You're like, what about your friend? There's a girl. Oh, we broke up. Uh, and there's my husband over there. And she kept saying, we broke up. And you're like, so when you say you broke up, were you guys like lovers? <laughs> Well, and she was like, no, why, why do you ask? Because she, she, you know how sometimes foreigners say <laughs> yeah, things, say a little things different. differently. Yeah, they say
0: things differently. Yeah. So she kept saying her and her friend that was broke, a girl up. broke up. but she, <laughs> what also she kept, mean? She just meant that they had a disagreement <laughs> and stopped hanging out. Because when I used okay. to know them, they were always together. And so when oh, she I said gotcha. we broke up, I was like, wait, was there something I missed? <laughs> were you guys dating? I know. That was a funny thing. I was like, oh, that's a lesbian. Yeah.
1: And then and then she's like, that's my husband out there. And I'm like, wait, I, I, is she bisexual then? I don't
0: get it. Were you surprised how long she talked to me?
1: Yeah, Smith was like openly complaining about it. He's like, oh, it's so fun to go to dinner with Andrew.
0: <laughs> but it wasn't your fault because she just walked over and she was standing there. What I, were you supposed to I do? I was like, I, what do I do? Just like stand yeah. up and walk away?
1: She'd be like, okay, well, it's been nice talking to you go back outside can you please leave (laughs) anyway it was funny she got your number though i was like i wonder how her husband feels about that like sometimes i
0: touch girls hearts i don't know (laughs) just joking
1: it it was funny though because her husband was right there and she came in and got your phone
0: number she's like i haven't been able to find you on facebook i felt like the biggest douche because when her (laughs) husband walked up she was getting my number and typing it and i said oh really 801-376 and then right when he walked up i wrote hottie I was like three, seven, six, potty. And so I felt like a douche. I didn't realize he was coming. I was just joking around. Like okay.
1: Was, say more. Tell, tell more about your story with the girl in hot yoga and the dog. Did you? Well, I just, get her sometimes I don't
0: use restraint and I, I think maybe that hot yoga just made me really relaxed. And I was, I just, I was just more like relaxed. I wasn't like, can I have your number? You know, I was just like, you know, I was just like, Oh, well, it's nice mm-hmm. to meet you. And she's, she's like, well, well, I'll see you around. I'll be here a lot. Wait, you, know? you didn't get her phone number or anything?
2: No. Oh, so you have to go back to hot yoga to to like. (laughs) That's how they get you. She was a shill working for the company. (laughs) (laughs) That would be such a good idea. Oh, you gave me a good idea for a business model. Seth, I worked at a place. They legitimately, we had a management meeting about hiring shills to get people to buy things. They're like, oh, we're going to hire. Define define
1: what a shill. I've never heard that term
2: a shill is it's um, I feel really
1: ashamed
0: right now.
2: I should probably look it up. It's a, sh- a shill is like uh it's like people give false reviews, people who who pretend to be something for a company be like a shill customer is a fake customer. But they okay. would Okay. The idea was they would have someone come in and say, oh, wow, that looks really good on you. You should buy it or like, like yeah, attract yeah. A girl, like flirting with guys.
1: Okay. Well, that is the end of our podcast. No spoiler section this week. Thank you for listening to TWIM. The two things that help us most are subscribing and rating our podcast. If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at TWIM underscore weekly, or you can email us at this weekend movies, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we should get a woman on the show. I think. Yeah. yeah it's lacking and and we we have a yep, tendency to keep you guys in check yeah uh, uh, seriously though i think we have a tendency <laughs> to do room locker talk. room talk instead of like I don't right. know more sensitive women, Not I, sensitive. I but do, just like,
0: I did listen to a very raunchy, like sex talk, like girls talking about like it was two really attractive women that were talking about like dating. I was surprised <laughs> me how raunchy they were. So there are locker room talks by women too.
1: Well, no, yeah, but don't you think like the way that two women talk when they're together alone, is and different. the way men talk together alone is different than the way women and men talk when they're t- together, right? right. When right. the sexes are mixed, like they all act different. Right. So that would, pr- you know, I probably wouldn't joke about boobs if there was a girl here.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't say half the things I say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe it'd ruin the podcast.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. And so thanks for listening. See you next week. Goodbye. I love you.